couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. I have no chance with Chris. It's like he's on a different planet or something. A cool planet. I'm on planet White Dark. Hmm, not tonight. You look hot. I can't wear this. Everyone is gonna stare at me. Including him, and that's good. So you gotta do whatever it takes. When did you become an expert on all this? I'm not an expert. I just know. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of your fave Degrassi podcast, Narbos and Broomheads. Uh, I'm Courtney. I'm going to be hosting this bad boy. And uh, yeah, we are almost a full crew tonight. We welcome back an old friend. Um, but before I go around the table, I guess I'll give you my information. I am uh, Instagram, Courtney.1293, and our podcast Instagram at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. There is a new post. Check it out. It's a throwback. Um, but it did make me laugh when I was posting it. It's, uh, I think, Cross, what was it? Cross Wires from Degrassi High, season two. And it's the one where Alan goes, Porchy, Porchy. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Classic Narbles and Broomheads. <laughs> Classic. Mm-hmm. Remember that time, guys? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we are doing Against All Odds tonight, uh, but let's uh, go around the table see who's here. Let's welcome back our, our guest from the East Coast. I guess you're not a guest. You're a host. Hey, it's me, Ted. I'm hey. back from, you know where I'm back from? The Long Treat Factory because <laughs> I won the Golden Hook. So I so the story is I got the golden hook and then me and my uh, new friends because uh, I I dropped you guys and now I'm back I'm com- I came craw- I'm coming crawling back this evening to you guys uh, that's fine you'll forgive me in time and uh, yeah so I went through the Longtree factory and then I won a second trip and who did I take I took Barry because I heard that he was upset that uh, I didn't take him and um, if you're wondering he is not here this week uh, he fell into a long sheet machine and uh, I believe he's dead there was no body <laughs> but I <laughs> they didn't pull anything out but 
there was a lot of that that ice cream and he was those, the tastiest you know, those... corpse ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right enjoy that kids it's going to be a bit of a swirl in the next uh, red swirl in the uh, upcoming laundry's uh, line but Very, really uh, that's tall too yeah he is there's there a lot of them too there's a lot of them to grind up so uh, yeah <laughs> So I suspect I didn't see him like I saw him go into the ice cream, but I I assume he's dead. Well, That's, you know, R.I.P. in peace, Barry. Uh, Ted, do you have any <laughs> other words for him? Uh, yeah, we uh, sorry we hardly knew ye boy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm Ted Sewa three on the Instagram machine, and it's good to be back with my old new friends again. <laughs> We will accept well, you back. Most of us. Yeah. Most <laughs> Thank of you. Glad you're back. Now that we're only down to four hosts because one of them died, we have to take you back. Yep. Went right into the machine. Into the long sheet. <laughs> well, we do have we do have Folly T, so maybe it's time to get him on here full time. Yeah. Not that you can not that Barry's replaceable, but you know, we got a business to run here. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's not right. that he's replaceable, but we need to replace him as soon as <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> All right. So, who else do we want to introduce? Oh yeah, Ted, where are you chucking it? Let's chuck it over to uh, the T dot or the dot, as it's called. Not really the T dot. <laughs> if there's a big murder there, <laughs> they when change I, it to the dot. When I heard about <laughs> when I heard about uh, about Barry's demise, I said. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just let you turn around, turn around and see me cry. To see him cry. There's so much I need to say to Barry. (laughs) Why did he have to die? (laughs) All right. Anyways, it's my weird owl. That was a long treat. We hardly knew you. (laughs) (laughs) Or something along those lines. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Phil Collins, if you're listening, I know you're touring with Genesis. Uh, you could, mm-hmm. if you need some backup vocals, you know where to go. Uh, yeah, that's right. Hit me Say up. Three. <laughs> hit me up on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip, or you can send us an email narbosandbroomheads at gmail dot com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Narbos Podcast. So yes, Phil Collins, let us know mm-hmm. if you're if you're not busy getting another divorce. Get in touch. Uh, yep. And now I will pass things over <laughs> to Arlo. Hello, it's Arlo coming to you from Regina, Saskatchewan. And I am coming to you from my house because since the Ooh. last time we recorded, I closed the deal on my house and I am now a homeowner. And it's very exciting for me. Are you in the house? I am in the house. Good. I thought you sounded differently. <laughs> I'm in my my house. <laughs> is it, um, is it anyway, in the same it's neighborhood? House. It's very exciting for me. Oh, it's a terrible neighborhood. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Those values will is go it, up. Well, it's, is it really it's actually, terrible? Or? It's, it's the same house that I've been in. Like, I've been renting this house for four years. We just purchased the house now. Oh. So it's, it's nothing new for us, but it's, it's, it's now ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. So that's my big news this week. So I will accept your congratulations. Putting that, uh, you were like, I no, have, I've saved twenty thousand dollars of dildo money for a down payment. 
So yeah, <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. She actually just paid in dildos. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like we will accept twenty thousand dollars, or I don't know how much dildos are worth. A uh, thousand dildos. I've just been I've been quietly like skimming dildos off of the top for, <laughs> just for the years. Top part. Just for years. Mm, dildo skim. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. I've been Good. renting fancy out on the side. <laughs> hey, there's no shame in that. There's actually there's an app that you can rent out people's backyard pools now. Oh, that's big in Winnipeg. Is it? Really? Yeah. Yeah, really big in Winnipeg. I- I it's mean, really I, it's not like Airbnb, right? Like, mm. It's yeah, called you, Swimly. Yeah, you rent like an hour. I don't know if it's an hour at a time or whatever, but yeah, you just, someone gives like, up their backyard air. pool and you you can go into someone's swimming. backyard that you don't know and enjoy their swimming pool. Dude, if and I had a pool, I would it. totally do that. I would be like, yeah, like you want to pay me money to rent out my pool and have a pool party for an afternoon? Like, sure. Yeah. Just don't break anything. You it's look pretty expensive. Next- yeah. You look at the next door neighbors, and like, there's a guy, and Fancy is in the chair next to him. <laughs> just like, somebody stole my idea. <laughs> Fancy, you who are? Anyways, she is the school slut. Oh boy! <laughs> Spoiler. No, she's a prude princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's get going on this uh, on this bad boy. Um, this episode's titled Against All Odds, and I bet Alan has uh, something to say about that. Well, it's by Phil Collins, uh, in case you didn't know, based on our conversation and singing (laughs) up until now. The actual title of the song uh, is Against All Odds, open parenthesis, take a look at me now, close parenthesis. Uh, (laughs) It is off of the soundtrack for the movie, Get this, against all odds, mm. uh, which was uh, released in nineteen. 19- no. hmm? Are you serious? I'm not fucking with you. Get uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, serious? Yeah, it it uh, was released in 1984. Um, it was a number one hit, uh, and Phil Collins actually wrote a, kind of a version of this song when he did his first solo album called Face Value in 1981 and was like, nah, I don't want it for that. Then he put out another album and was like, nah. And then he was asked to do a song for this movie and he was like, well, I have this. And they loved it. So he was like, well, that works. I have a a question. Mm -hmm. Was the song originally called Take a Look at Me Now? And then when the producers of the movie Against All Odds were like, hey, can you write a movie for this? They just named it Against All Odds and then put the real song in parentheses. Oddly like, enough, does, the original the original title... Against All Odds in the lyrics? Yes, he does. Oh, does you he? Come okay. Back okay. To, actually, he says you come in... Well, no, I guess at one point he says against the odds and against all odds in the okay. chorus. All right. But the original title was actually called How Can You Just Sit There? <laughs> Take a seat, Phil. Like, yeah. relax. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was actually uh, kind of a step up to go to Against All Odds. But, mm. but yeah, it wasn't like when, uh, like, Cindy Lauper had a song called Good Enough, and then they were like, can you call it Goonies are Good Enough? <laughs> and she's like, yes, I can. Just yeah. back the truck of money up to my house. I yes. think we can we can make a deal here yeah and i believe alan you might correct me on this but i believe because that is a jam 
the only time Goonies is mentioned is a background that was added after a bunch of kids go Goonies, Goonies, Goonies. <laughs> there was like there's no one. Goonies in the lyrics, like nothing at all. No, no. And th- yeah, like there's just Goonies, and that's it. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, and if you if you're not listening it's like what, what was that i missed that but yeah. yeah that's a jam and this what one a, what a great uh, song too yeah oh yeah fantastic this one uh jam not a jam i think this is a jam it's schmaltzy but i mean it's a jam i mean i'm a fan odds. of most phil collins work so i i will yes. give this jam status yeah i feel like maybe. if you like other phil collins stuff that you would probably like this particular song like, what are you going to say? It's too cheesy to be Phil Collins? Like, is that possible? <laughs> yeah, he got me there. Yeah, so no. Mm. Yeah, thumbs up. Great. Excellent. Great review. Well Thanks. done. Thanks. And we got um, to talk about Goonies 2. So, yeah. mm-hmm. A+. Plus. Yep. A but plus. not Goonies 2, the NES game. <laughs> no. there was no, no Goonies, Goonies 2, but there well. was a game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Additional. Additionally, <laughs> Goonies. <laughs> Okay, well, this isn't Goonies. This is Degrassi. And let's talk about it. Most important information. Air dates. Canada, November 12th, 2003. In the U.S., December 5th, 2003. Ah, those were the days. dying to know. Well, write it down. There'll be a quiz later. Um... Two of my favorite writers, A. A. Ron Martin and Craig Cornell, cousin slash brother mm. of Chris Cornell. Amazing. I can't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> also, James Hurst is in there, directed by Stefan Scaini. I love how every time we get to Stefan Scaini, we're like, Stefan Scaini? Scaini. <laughs> Yes. It's a funny last name. It sounds like a uh, Our Lady Peace lyric. Stefan Skyini. Skyini. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah, it could be in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, so we start this episode off in Ms. Kwan's class and she is asking her class about the Shakespeare play Julius Caesar. She she asks Sean what his thoughts on the themes of this play are and instead of answering her So uh, uh, before before we're in here, right? Uh, Emma runs into Sean in on her way into Ms. Kwan's class. They literally run into yes. each other. Yes. And we see that Sean has, I, don't, I didn't think it was super obvious, but I think it's supposed to be that he has a hickey on his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we now know that Sean has been canoodling with someone since breaking up with uh, okay. Emma. Yeah. I or was wondering hit, why he grabbed his neck. Or got hit by a hockey puck, one guy <laughs> said, as an excuse in high school that I grew up with. <laughs> when his mom asked him what that hickey was, he's like, oh, I got hit by a hockey puck. So that was uh, yeah. So yeah, they have a little yeah. awkward moment as they're walking yeah. into Miss Kwan's class. That's true. Thanks for pointing that out. I prefer the like, oh, I lost control of the vacuum. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I burned myself with the curling iron. <laughs> yes, we have those. Fantastic. I mean, I, I had to make up. I had to make up so many excuses for all the hickeys I got 
in junior <laughs> high and high school. So I, yeah, I know them all. Yeah, you got a list. Yeah, just throwing them at right. me like hickey, hickey, hickey. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Hickeys, man. What? Who invent? That's such a dumb thing. <laughs> it is pretty dumb. I don't. I really have. I. I don't know if we've talked about hickeys before, but I do not understand them. I. I yeah. I don't understand how you would give or get one not on purpose, and I don't know why you would want to give or get one on purpose. Yeah, I just don't understand the meaning behind it. Like, you really have to suck on someone's skin. Yeah, like, if you're going to do that, it's like, uh, my wiener's right there. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) What's the difference? Come on. on. (laughs) Yeah. You're uptown. You want to go downtown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I spend time uptown when you go downtown. (laughs) Got it. Check, check, check. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Sean is asked about Julius Caesar and his thoughts on the theme. Badass motherfucker now. He instead insults Shakespeare, calling him an old white dude from 500 years ago, saying, what does he know about my life? Did he steal a laptop? Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have a dog for a brother? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) He knows nothing about me. Yeah. I mean, in The Tempest, there was, like, Caliban, who was kind of, like, a beast man. There you go. But anyway. anyway. Mm-hmm. The original okay. tracker. <laughs> you might, uh, might identify more with that, with that play. <laughs> Never thought about that. Um, in, uh, in, in, uh, in a move that will set up, I guess, uh, later episodes, we, uh, we see Chris Sharp uh, pipe up next to talk about the play. And Chris says that he loves the play, saying that he uh, he loves the themes of betrayal, loyalty, and power. Like, he's a little too enthusiastic about Julius Caesar, in my opinion. Yeah, he's totally, um, like, kissing up to teacher. Come on. Yeah, he's hot for teacher, you think? Maybe? Mm-hmm. We already had that episode. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, Chris, we've seen him a couple times. He, this is the first season he's been on the show. He was in Father Figure and Should I Stay or Should I Go? Always got a um, little hat. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cute little hat. And he takes it to the next level, insulting Sean, calling him Slim Shady. So, in mm-hmm. the deleted scenes on the DVD, this is a little bit, his little speech about Julius Caesar is a little bit more extended. So, like, in the the regular cut, he just says, like, yeah, my man, like, the, <laughs> the play is all about jealousy and da-da-da, da-da-da. And then he immediately calls Sean Slim Shady. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the deleted scene, he actually goes on to say, like, my man Caesar was, <laughs> like, Tupac. He got oh. taken out by jealous haters, <laughs> but he didn't have the mad rhyme skills that Tupac had. Oh, I no. had it noted. I had it noted here. I said Quan was leaving it on the floor. Going, do you know Shakespeare was actually the first rapper, which is like the most classic trope that I love from like eighties shows <laughs> yeah. when rap was becoming famous. Like it was on the Cosby Show, it was on a bunch of different shows. And I was like, it was right there, Quan. But here it turns out it was there. Oh my god, that's just awesome. to, just just to hammer home that uh, that Chris is really into rap. We get more than one rap reference basically i'm glad that we established that chris is into rap so that he can <laughs> dj at a rave later yeah like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> right cool 
that's unfortunate that that scene got deleted because that sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and there's plenty of shit in this episode that you could have deleted in in you know to make up for that thirty <laughs> oh, seconds. Hundred <laughs> percent. I also note that we uh, we have a M and M theme going on in our podcast. <laughs> we reference M and M a lot uh, when. Tim was on. He had like his whole intro song was Eminem. I think we referred to Ted as the Eminem of Torbay. Oh at some yeah, that's point. true. Well, that's what Torbayans refer to me as. Yes, that's right. I don't know. Right, I cannot remember why, but uh, <laughs> apparently that's a thing, well, and it is canon. Uh, we have we have so many Stan accounts. I only learned recently <laughs> what a Stan account was. I was like, I'd heard the term and I didn't know what that was. And then I had to be told. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Also, that song's so fucking old. Like, what, we're really using that reference I know. I, I didn't know either. Like, it, we are in that age where we have to ask young people what the terms mean now. Yeah. Um, this, I think, opens up a challenge for Barry if he wasn't dead. And follow well, I didn't T see to- the body. Okay. So allegedly, we suspect, but I think um, doing he a parody may, he of may, he may just be an anamorphic long treat at this point. We're not sure. He might be. <laughs> he went yeah. to the big bat of vanilla ice cream. There, <laughs> then there was a big red swirl that started in the ice cream, but there was no body that we could find. So I'm just I thinking mean, like when the Joker <laughs> fell into like the toxic waste, he like didn't Very die. Similar. He, like, yeah. yeah, he became he 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 developed superpowers so it's possible that mm-hmm. there's just long treat superpowers that have been developed but <laughs> only t- only time will tell mm-hmm. we might get a visit from long treatment <laughs> aka barry <laughs> so what Don't do you want barry to do though. courtney <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> i think he's supposed to write an m&m lyric for i I thought it would be funny for Tim or Barry to do a parody of of the song. Stan, you know, when like Stan is writing, like dear, blah, 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 you. Blah. <laughs> I just feel like that they would do a good job at that. Make Anyways. it happen, people. The, the gauntlet Let's has go. been thrown down. Yeah. Otherwise, if any of you listeners have some theories on Barry, please Narbos and Broomheads at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think. <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> Don't let us know. I don't know. Is he a frozen treat? <laughs> and we're all laughing you... about it because that's how we would react if it was true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what is happening? Yes. We <laughs> Slim Shady, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Chris accuses uh, Sean of not even reading the play. Probably not wrong. Um, and we're taken to the theme music. And this call out of... Uh... Of Sean by Chris makes Emma so horny. Is basically so horny. Yeah, so intrigued. Yeah, yeah. She's got that horny smirk on. Like, (laughs) I like it. After the theme music, we see Ashley, and we learn that she's heading to Montreal with Ellie to give Ellie some R and R time since she's been uh, she's been having a rough go lately. And if you remember, obviously she went through her cutting. Uh, as well as dealing with Marco being gay, um, Craig. So, oh. like, are they, like, they're, what, 15? They're, like, 15 or 16, yeah, and they're just going on a Montreal trip. I'm assuming so her I, parents I, are taking Montreal them. Montreal isn't that far from Toronto. Like, if you take the train, it's, like, about four hours. Is that right? Three hours? Four or five hours, yeah. 
Yeah, so you can just, like, hop on a train and go to Montreal. But, like, where are they staying when they get there? Like, being 15 and just going and, like, getting a hotel in Montreal by yourself? I'm assuming a parent is taking them. Okay. I I, I mean, come on. like. But they're going straight from (laughs) school? Well, Ellie had to bring her shit. We don't see Ashley's stuff. So Ellie maybe goes to... Maybe they're going with, like, Ashley's mom or... Yeah, I, I, I hope so. There or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna go to Montreal, and uh, Ellie's gonna be like, uh, "J'aime pas le coupé, et mon uh, <laughs> mon ami, <laughs> il aime les autres hommes. Uh, c'est difficile." <laughs> like, that's what's gonna happen. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what happens, and yeah. I think there's a opportunity for some. Ted stories here. I, Shenanigans in Montreal. I'd like to think mm-hmm. that they're going to be going to St. Hubert. That's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. They're going to get smoked meat sandwiches at Schwartz's. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. That'd be number one <laughs> on my list. Yeah. No mention of super sex. I don't think they're going guess, to super sex. No, they'll just giggle at the posters outside of it. Yeah. It says <laughs> yeah. sex. <laughs> Right there on the street. What kind of crazy city is this? I'm sure hey. Ashley would be horrified, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably is going to write a song about it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. So as they're discussing their trip, uh, Craig tells Ashley, no flirting with those Montreal boys. And I wrote, irony alert. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Mm. Uh, uh, but... Of course, Ashley assures him that she's just there for Ellie to help support her, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so she takes off with Ellie to help her pack before they leave. Um, of course, uh, as soon as they leave, Manny fucking pops up. And Talk about super sex. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I should quickly just explain, like, to our listeners, just in Montreal, there is, like, a giant, like, sex palace. <laughs> On one of the main, like, streets, St. Catherine, and it's it's called Super Sex, or Super Sex, but if you say it with a French accent, it's Super Sex, and they have, like, they're pretty liberal in Quebec with that kind of thing, so they have, like, these big posters on the outside that have, like, scantily clad women, and the inside is just a big strip club, but it's, like, this gigantic neon like facade on the building that just says super sex <laughs> so like that's what we're talking about it's funny because yeah. it says sex and it's in french <laughs> mm-hmm. that's why it's funny mm-hmm. and yeah montreal around these parts is pretty well known for being the stripper capital of well and they're pretty the liberal country. with having like very very suggestive <laughs> posters outside the businesses <laughs> that's true so Manny pops up as soon as uh, Ashley is out of sight to tell Craig that she misses him like a fucking crazy person. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Right. The crazy vibes were coming out. I mean, these. Oh, man. These both. Love both it. of them have fucking problems, right? They both yeah. do. Like 100%. he did bang her. Like, let's. <laughs> and it's not like he doesn't know what she's like. Right. Yeah. So, you know, what, what did he expect? Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm not saying he's innocent here. I'm just saying she's crazy. I miss you. (laughs) I think we're seeing some of the differences. And I'm not, I mean, obviously, this is stereotyping a little bit. It's not universal. But, you know, I think we're seeing a little bit of a difference between teenage boys and teenage girls. (laughs) 
like Maddie's or, or just, just boys like, and oh, girls we like once that's... we're totally in a relationship and we're gonna get married and <laughs> you know craig is just like awesome we banged once like mm-hmm. Craig is Which like, is your kind of what he says yeah. when he responds to her. Yeah, like, he looks really confused, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, we only hooked up once. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like one time doesn't count." So, <laughs> that's, that's where did they I'm hook up again? Where did that happen? In that, that garage, in Joey's garage. Yeah, on the on the skanky, oh, skanky yes. couch. Yeah, yeah, the studio. Stank yeah. couch. Yeah, she wanted babies him- in. Yes, she wanted him Probably. to play her the song that he wrote for Ashley. Yeah, so she could pretend and it was for her and then bang him. So yeah, but she was <laughs> too horny, and he only got like two like two bars in, and she was like, "Let's do it." I guess technically at this oh. point, I don't know that we know that they actually had sex. Yeah, I, we I don't, don't think there's anything in the show so far that has indicated to us that they didn't just like make out or something. When Courtney said two bars in, I thought that was a euphemism <laughs> for something. But then I was like, <laughs> and she was talking about the song. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, it's not. Okay, good. No, she wasn't talking about double penetration this time. <laughs> no, I didn't think about that. Uh-huh. I just thought like a quick, you a know, two, two bars in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. What? what? Yeah. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Continue. I didn't know how. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Jeez, I didn't know that could be taken any other way. I thought you meant like bar, like ice cream bar, long treat, berry. That's where I went with that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk about berry. Right. I can't. I, I, it takes me back. Um, Craig only says they hooked up. So that is open to interpretation, right? Like you could assume that hooked up means they screwed, but they're also only 15, 16. So it could just well, mean heavy petting. Manny's 14. Yes. Um, so after she kind of gets the hint that he's, I, I think she gets the hint that he's a little creeped out. She kind of pivots and invites him to a rave mm. that night. And I can't remember the name of the rave. Um, but she encourages him to attend no strings attached. So I'm not an expert on raves, but do, did raves typically have flyers? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. I thought it was like more of a word of mouth thing. So, okay. No, I used to, I actually used to collect rave flyers and put them on my wall. They're really awesome, actually. There's some really cool ones. Did they have pictures (laughs) of ecstasy on them? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. They Uh were just giant, just pictures of pills. Mm -hmm. That's all they were. They were just like, hey, you want to come to this rave? And you'd like scrutinize the pills that were on the flyer and be like, (laughs) eh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) I don't think I want to go to this one. Looks like fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have the pleasure of listening to Chris beatbox mm-hmm. in the hallway. I think that's the proper term for it. Just randomly. <laughs> He's way better than I am. Yeah. You don't do that? <laughs> randomly beatbox. There you go. I did it. Beatbox Good for you. Yeah, thanks. On point. But it does get Emma's attention. She's at her locker and turns her head. He notices her noticing him. And they share a little flirty smile. And then he keeps keeps on beatboxing. Me so horny. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
next up we see Mr. Armstrong. So he's handing out test results, some of which were appalling, apparently. Um, so Spinner, presumably having one of the appalling test results, asks Jimmy. So I originally wrote, asks Jimmy for a sleepover, but then I realized <laughs> it's at Jimmy. So Spinner basically invites himself over to Jimmy's to have a sleepover that night so they can hit the books. Which, um, so Jim- so you know, Armstrong, first of all, totally belongs at Degrassi as a teacher, just telling the students, yeah. everybody, these are terrible grades that you got. Let me share with the class. Uh, Drake, mm-hmm. not the wisest, like, okay, Drake is also struggling. He needs to study. So he chooses Spinner to study with him? Well, mm. yeah. No, well, I mean, Spinner invites himself to have a sleepover. Jimmy agrees and then immediately asks Marco. Yeah, and it's like, how are these guys all friends again? Like, right? Spin- I don't know. And, and now we're going to go into more Spinner homophobia, which is, like, great. Yes. Like, I thought he fucking learned. And I guess... <sighs> so, when they had the episode Pride Part 1 and 2, Spinner is, like, flat out awful in those episodes. Yeah. So now, do we, they think that it's better because we've graduated from him being terrible to him being, like, cute homophobic? Mm-hmm. I think it's just like he, like it's moving into casual homophobia. I don't know. They're being respectful because they're just, like, kind of sort of hiding it a bit. Sure. They're like, accept, they're like well, I accept it, but they're still... But I'm still going to say whatever I want about it. Yeah. 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 I'm a little confused about the... T- time frame here like is this a weekend is this a friday it feels because, like, like it's a friday because yeah like are they i don't think that they'd be allowed to sleep over at each other's houses no mr on. armstrong tells him there's a test on monday he flat out says yeah. the test okay. is on monday i just thought it was weird that they like choose to do this with their friday night <laughs> well when you're when that age fucking craig is gonna go to a rave <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Craig would be at the rave. It's true. And no, yeah, it's definitely Friday. I also like. Say I feel like Jimmy would be like in for like going to see Crispin or whatever the, f- mm-hmm. you know, like. Jimmy has it- other ideas for fun that night, as we will find out. But yeah, so Spin or Jimmy agrees to sleep over and then invites Marco over as well. Spinner, of course, isn't a big fan of this. Uh, but Jimmy blows him off, saying that Marco is super smart and he can help them study. And then Spinner, in his, as we discussed, thinly veiled homophobia, tries to convince Jimmy that Marco is actually really dumb and not smart at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy calls him out, which is good. Uh, calls him out, basically calls him out for being a homophobe. Um, Spinner denies the claim, saying that he is okay with Marco's gayosity. I think is the term that he uses. That is the term. Yay. Well, again, it's a better awesome. term than what he wrote on the bathroom wall. So, oh, yeah, see, shit. baby steps, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy eggs him on, telling Spinner that he has to share a room with him. I feel like Jimmy is like a little bit casual homophobia <laughs> too. You know, he, like oh, he's, definitely, he's like acting like oh, it's a thing that you have to share a room. I'm like. Dude, that's like that is low key homophobia. <laughs> you have to like, share a room. Together. He's gonna fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. fuck off, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. 
I was thinking that too. Like, he's he just taunting Spinner because he knows Spinner's dumb. So he just but wants you to like taunt Spinner using Marco's sexuality. Like, that's not agreed appropriate. Jimmy, what Drake? Mm-hmm. You can do better. But I mean, yeah, what what is he? Fifteen or something? Like at that age? Yeah, whatever. fifteen in two thousand three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It is casual homophobia. I agree with you. So back in the hallway, we see Chris again. He's caught up to Emma and Manny. And Emma compliments him on his uh, thoughts on Julius Caesar, telling him that he's really smart. And after Well, and you can tell that Chris is one of the smart, good ones because Manny is like looking like a fucking bombshell. And he's just like, hey, Manny, what's up? And he's like, Mm -hmm. Emma we're supposed to get the idea that Chris is above that. That's what I got from it. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. But that makes sense. Um, After he leaves, Manny teases Emma a bit about liking Chris. And then she points out that Chris has a cousin, DJ Jacob Sharp, who (laughs) happens to be DJing the rave that they're going to. Um, And then she says that he usually lets Chris spin a set to encourage Emma I suppose and how the fuck would he, she know that this is all so convenient like this is so convenient right, right? yeah mm-hmm. what are the odds um, so then they're back at Emma's house getting ready and Emma is insisting I don't know Chris... any DJ that would let their 14 year old cousin spin a set <laughs> yeah <laughs> just saying <laughs> Um, and bring your stupid friend up here too. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> yep, great. <laughs> and how? So this is clearly like an underage rave, right? Like I guess it's an all ages event. Most of them are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're illegal for the most part. Like, I, obviously, like, when I was going to raise when I was in high school, I, you know, I, it, they weren't licensed establishments or anything like that. They were in warehouses. Okay. So, I mean, this was in Winnipeg, which is a lot smaller than Toronto, of course. So, I can't speak to how it was in Toronto, but I can speak to how it was in Winnipeg. And, like, they were just in abandoned warehouses kind of thing. And you'd, like, get a flyer and you'd <laughs> show up and, you know, pay 10 bucks or whatever it was. And, like, I don't know what kind of event permits the people who are running them were getting, if any. Also, Winnipeg, <laughs> lots of abandoned warehouses. So, yeah. many options to choose from. I mean, I never went to a rave in high school. So, yeah, I've never been to a rave. But, you know. Yeah, me neither. Probably actually. not overly surprising. Uh, <laughs> what was it like when one of these got one of these illegal raves got broke up? I don't think I like. I'm trying to remember if they ever got broken up. I can't remember them getting they broken busted? up. Busted? No, I don't remember them getting busted. So they must have had some kind of event permit. Or is it possible that you were using uh, some substances and <laughs> no, the cops I came not, in? You I, thought they were strippers? No, I never. <laughs> like, I, I never did in high school. I was, Take it off, boys. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Like, ma'am. This is You're not necessarily everybody else's experience, but like I did not do any Florida? drugs in high school. 
So I like I would go to them sober and would have a like I I just went for the music and to dance and to dress up and that kind of thing. And like there wasn't there was never a bar at the rave where you could buy drinks or anything like that. So I think that's why they're sort of all ages. I mean, was there probably drug use going on around me? And I was too naive at that time to know. Like, yeah, probably. But like that stuff wasn't like like it wasn't on display or anything for kids so like anyone could go theoretically i (laughs) the only time i've ever been in that sort of environment was when i went to atomic ones which is a it's a bar here that i guess is as close to like a rave bar if that's even a thing and yeah like beers i all my friends had taken e or x or whatever you call it and i didn't want to because at that point i was still scared of drugs and everybody told me like (laughs) You get, you're like high for two days and like you're all fucked up and I had like a yeah. test like two days later so I was like oh, I can't <laughs> now you're literally surrounded by drugs like as you yeah, do this now podcast I always do drugs before <laughs> tests always um, but I do remember trying to buy a beer and it was ridiculously expensive and I'm like was the only person in the bar with a beer I mean there was like sort of rave nights at bars and stuff when we were that age and like sometimes we would get in we would get on the like the guest list because we'd know one of the DJs and the DJ would put us on the guest list and then they wouldn't ID us kind of thing. Um, but like for actual warehouse parties and whatnot, because there was no bar, there was no age limit. So, yeah. Nice. The good thing about drugs is lets everybody <laughs> in. <laughs> in any case, we are at Emma's and Manny is dolling her up and they're getting ready for the rave. Um, Emma insists that she has no chance with Chris. Uh, he's on another planet. He's in another galaxy, something like that. And then she is self-deprecating and I love it. And she says that she is on planet white dork. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. You could not be more right. It's so great. Um, they continue to get all dolled up. And they head out. And as you recall, they're in Emma's room, which is actually the basement. Um, and they really look in- more like they're going to the nightclub. Not so much a rave. <laughs> I mean, we'll get, we'll get to this rave. Yeah. Um, Emma insists that they leave through the basement window because she doesn't want to deal with explaining her bootylicious new look to her, to her mom, which would be Spike. I would not describe um, that as bootylicious, by the way. I was going to say, for those who haven't watched the show recently, she's wearing something fairly conservative. <laughs> like, Manny would wear something, you know, more risque than this to school. Like, Emma's wearing, like, a somewhat of a tight pink miniskirt and, like, a teal tank top. It looks nice. It is not at all bootylicious. <laughs> But for Emma, I suppose it probably is. Also, um, my my house was like Emma's house for the rave crew because, like, my parents didn't care. So, um, like, my friends would tell their parents that they were sleeping at my house. Mm, and then we would go to rave. <laughs> I loved that friend. Um. Yeah, so they hop out the window. Manny doesn't have a problem with it, of course. Um, Back to Jimmy's at the sleepover. The boys are studying polynomials. 
do I remember what that is? Nope. <laughs> Anybody else? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Yay, math. <laughs> it is important. Yep, look um, at us now. Now we have our own podcast. Look, look at <laughs> <Yep>. us now. <laughs> Look, look what I, we've accomplished. Uh, a polynomial <laughs> is an expression of more than two algebraic, algebraic terms. Algebra. Algebra especially stuff. the sum of several terms that contain different powers of the same. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Podcast so. <laughs> yep. over. Mm-hmm. Alan's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So Spinner comes back from fucking chugging like spray cheese or something. He, I think he took a shit. I think the implication here is that he had spray cheese and it was something he wasn't expecting, and so he was taking a dump. And now he's coming back. Literally fanning like the air with his hand. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Gross. He said something about like next time, don't get the five alarm spray cheese, and I'm like. This is not the first time that they've talked about spray cheese. I've never once in my life had spray cheese. It's a thing, but I guess they have a lot of I it. Know, and... I've, I've heard of it. Very difficult to find in Canada. Yeah, they I just it eat it a lot. Spinner eats it a lot. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird food to have come up more than once. Um, so yeah, so Spinner comes back, I guess, from taking a dump. And he is pissed because Jimmy's taken his spot on the couch. And his spot was the spot as far away from Marco as he could get. Um, So the only place that he can sit now is right beside him. Yeah, so that makes Um, him gay, I guess. Like, here we go. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it, aren't I? (laughs) Um, So we see Spinner looking uncomfortable. Marco teases him, saying that Cushion doesn't have teeth or something. But he sits down, and Jimmy turns on the tube, and we are introduced to a host of adult movie listings, mm. including, well, yes. well, let me tell you, Please. Sweet sweet Yam's Glory. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Um, Raven's Night Bordello, uh-huh. high, ma- high Maintenance Sin, and my favorite... Yet more high maintenance sin. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to watch the uh, the first one of the tr- the the two, just so you'll understand yeah. the second yeah, one. Yeah, got to watch the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, aside from that, there also there's also table tennis and a midsummer's night dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Jimmy settles on. I'd be like, ooh, midsummer night's dream. <laughs> <laughs> so I wow. I typed into grassy porn names. And uh, oh, I pretty much, yeah, and the third link is basically about what's-his-name that played Scott, so. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, yeah. what I did, so Jimmy settles on high-maintenance sin, so I just Googled all of the names of the porn, and as most probably assume, they're all fake. So I'd like high-maintenance sin porn, and then nothing. Mm. High-maintenance... <laughs> Yet more high maintenance porn. Makes sense. Any case, my fucking Facebook ads are probably going to be super fucked up now <laughs> because of that. I'm going to get all this fucked up shit from Wish. It's going to be a disaster. But any case, 
none of them are real, which really, I really want to know who came up with them. And I noticed at the credits at the end of this show, Yik is credited as like the actor who plays Yik, of course, as being a director in training or producer trainee or something. Mm-hmm. And just given his tie to swamp sex robots, I wonder if he had anything mm. to do with with these with these ads. We'll never know. Um. In any case, Jimmy Jimmy settles on one of the porns. Um, high maintenance sin. Spinner is immediately turned on, saying something like, "I didn't know you could fit that many people on a pool table." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like then, how they have to say clean things because it's a children's show, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not what we would be saying about fitting things into somewhere if it was... uh... Oh! Also, like... He's two bars into her. Drake fucking, like, just casually turns on porn. (laughs) (laughs) Drake just casually turns on porn like I would turn on a hockey game. Like, he's like, hey, guys, let's let's put some TV on. Hmm, here's the porn. teenage boys would do that. Just sit around casually watching porn together? Hmm. I think so. Are you saying that's not something that teenage I'm boys not. Do? I mean, I guess I've never been a teenage boy. But, like, I feel like if you had satellite and, like, you had your friends over, you'd just be like, you guys, check this out. I, but it, but it's not. I, I, I guess the watching of the porn is not the weird thing. To me, the weird thing is just Drake's like, let's put the TV on. Hmm. Ah, porn. Like, in, yeah. there's, there's no, like, yeah, like, there's no build up. He's not like, hey, guys, like, we got the satellite. You want to put the porn on? He's just. I love how you say the watching of the porn. It sounds <laughs> like, the, like the tolling of the bells that's, or something. That's how it works. The taming of the shrew. <laughs> the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the watching of the porn. <laughs> the, the beating of the meat. <laughs> so. Oh. Uh-huh. He also just says, he's like, I like background noise when I study. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Great background, background noise. noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gushing sounds that's great <laughs> oh good splash yeah. <laughs> what kind of porn is that <laughs> um, so yes Spinner is immediately like mesmerized by all the nakedness Jimmy suddenly kind of glances over and realizes Marco is there and, and shuts it off yeah he's like oh Spinner. shit can't oh. this is going to be terrible for him like you hate this <laughs> you hate fucking <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he turns it off spinner's like hey, woo, woo. and he sort of whispers but not really and he's like some some people here might not like this you know and spinner or marco's obviously overheard and he straightens straightens things up Oh, like, wow. Guys, <laughs> looking at naked ladies isn't going to like burn uh, holes in my eyes or something like that. Yeah. Then in they... my experience, and I'm, uh, you know, not everybody, this is not universal, but in my experience, there are a lot of gay men who are absolutely repulsed by vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> in so... your experience? I mean, Explain. having t- talked to many games. Every time you showed them your vagina, they were repulsed. Are you, showed, sure yeah, like, <laughs> are you sure that that's? Are you sure that's because they were gay? Huh? I keep, I keep trying, and the result is the same. Love it, just love it. It's science. 
Get in there. I would love to hear those conversations. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you... uh, there, I'm sure there are many, many gay men where that is not the case. But in, in my experience, there, there, are, there is a subsection of gay men who are absolutely horrified and repulsed by vaginas. So. Yeah. And then Marco kind of says something, which is true, but also I think uh, to make Spinner uncomfortable is like, besides, I wasn't looking at the ladies. I was oh. looking at the dicks. So. <laughs> I'm looking at that dick. Yeah. Um, yes, he does uh, allude to not looking at the ladies, but Spinner is too stupid to understand what he's talking about. Um, Marco makes a joke that he's looking at the drapes. Jimmy explains the joke to Spinner. He gets it. He's grossed out. Suddenly, he wants to get back to studying. Because being gay is so gross. Yeah. I would rather not watch this porn because the gay person likes the guys. I would rather study than that. Because I'm Spinner. Yeah. (laughs) My straight boner is okay. But your gay boner is not. Yeah. It's a Mm -hmm. sin. Um, back to the rave. Uh, I wrote, uh, I wrote fake rave here, so just saying. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, it's it's bad. I they didn't think a... it was that. I honestly, as someone who's been to a bunch of warehouse parties, it wasn't that far off. Like the rig that they have the DJs on, yeah. like that was a lot fancier than anything that I ever seen at like a warehouse party like it was usually just like this little like freaking table in the corner with a couple like, milk crates uh, like well like a couple like you know light towers or whatever like you would get like flashing lights and stuff like that but it was like a lot less expensive than that kind of thing okay um, okay and generally speaking the ones that i went to again this is winnipeg not toronto were not like it wouldn't be like a packed dance floor for the most part unless it was something like new year's eve you know it was like a little bit more casual but like i didn't think it was that that far off like they didn't do that bad a job i i didn't generally go to ones that were as big as that but again not in toronto it just it looked like nightclubish to me there was not there was a not a single thing glowing in the dark like <laughs> not one <laughs> There were no soothers. <laughs> the pants were mm-hmm. not big enough. Yeah. Or taxi See, enough. The, the thing is, is that soothers were more popular as a fashion accessory when I was in high school. So yeah. that was a good five years, five or six years before this happened. So like soothers, for any listeners that don't know, they started out in like sort of the, you know, the big fancy rave scenes in New York and stuff like that. Because when you're on certain drugs, like you tend to grind your teeth. So the party goers started to bring soothers so that they could suck on them and they would prevent that part of the unpleasantness of their drug experience. And that eventually made it into the mainstream where you'd have like little like 14 year olds with these plastic soothers because it became fashionable and that was happening when sort of i was in high school and i think by the time like a little bit like by the time this aired i mean i'm i'm sure that 
hardcore drug users were still using soothers for their intended utilitarian purpose. But like, I think in terms of it being fashionable, it had kind of phased out by that point. And it, uh, including also the fashion that's happening in this scene, like what Manny and Emma are wearing, I would have never worn to a rave. Like we were wearing like candy raver, like, uh, you know, like big pants and little shirts and, like we would like really dress up. I had like a kimono that I would wear. Like there is all kinds of crazy stuff that we would wear vinyl. Like, but that was again, five or six years prior to this. So I can't speak to how real it is for this era. Okay. Well, mm. sort of off topic here, but a soother in Newfoundland is not called a soother. <laughs> Do 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 dumb tit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Really? Either in Newfoundland is called mm. a dumb tit. Yeah, oh dumb tit. my god. Yep. No joke. Well, but we do call it like I mean, I think uh, people call it different things. Like growing up, like when I was a kid, like my brother had one. We called it a peep. But 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 if you said that's a dumb tit, we'd be like, yep. It's called so, a dumb tit. Yes. D u m b. T I T. T I T. Put it in your mouth. No joke. I was introduced to that because I took Jack there as a baby. Oh, he's never come before. Yep. You dropped your dumb tit. Wash that off in the sink now. Wash off the old dumb tit. I also heard. I'm so glad I know this information. Yeah, we're like 121 episodes into this podcast, and that's when we find out about Dumb Tip. (laughs) Well, we've never talked about soothers before, so (laughs) it was never an appropriate time to bring it up. Mm hmm. Yep. I also was advised that, like, a bottle, like, just a regular bottle, is called a titty bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. I'll have to trust you on that one, but. Uh, I mean,. Maybe just in Bay Roberts, it's called the titty bottle, but it yeah, I was quite possible. <laughs> advised the old titty bottle. Anyways, mm-hmm. yes, dumb tit. Best. The old titty bottle. No, not enough dumb tits in this scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, so Manny and Emma get to the rave. Manny immediately warns Emma not to talk about the environment because the environment is not sexy. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, don't talk about the environment, Emma. Don't. Yeah, like, just fucking don't. Please don't. Don't be you at all. Chris Chris does not care. No. (laughs) Although he does. But anyways, they notice Chris up on the stage with his cousin. Manny encourages Emma to go talk to him. Chris is somehow able to... To... See Emma? Identify Emma. Yeah. 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 This surging crowd of writhing ravers. Yeah. I I will say that Um, despite my comment about the fakeness of the rave, they they do a good job with this scene because, like, they've got a, they have a full room, like, and it's a warehouse looking room. Yeah. You know, there's probably a couple. Their extra budget has increased. Yeah. There's a couple hundred people in there. The place is packed. You know, they they have to go on for a long period of time because basically the rest of the episode is shot here. And, uh, so yeah, good for them. I think they well like they must have rented like a boom rig and they used the hell out of it. Yeah. Because every time you go in the room, it's like going right over the crowd and right to the DJ booth and then back again and pulling. So yeah, they they got their money's worth. Yeah. 
it's true. Um, but we are leaving the rave because we're going back to uh, the Jeremiah residence. Craig is home on a Friday night with Joey and uh, what's her face? His Sydney. girlfriend. Sydney. Sid- yes, that's right. Um, they're both really confused as to why he's there. He looks really weird on the sofa. They're watching some sort of boring movie. Um, and they're both like low key suggesting he go out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he finally, <laughs> they're like, why are you here on a Friday? I'm really surprised. Like, don't you have anywhere else to be? Um, obviously, Craig's uncomfortable because he knows what his options are for that night. Um, but hesitantly suggests that he'll go to Jimmy's. So he gets up and heads out. And Joey and Sydney immediately start making out. Her name is Sydney because she likes to go down under. So. Oh! <laughs> um, <laughs> I. This scene felt unnecessary to me. Like, Craig could have just shown up at the rave. Like, he was invited. She invited him earlier, right? Yeah. Or, you know, you could have had some other way of him. Like, I guess we're supposed to establish that, what, he's not sure of what he's going to do. But I think so. He's just sitting there, and they're like, you got something to do, Craig? And he's like, yes, I do. And then he goes to the rave. So it's like, okay, <laughs> why did we? why did we need to do this? He just needed yeah. a little nudge. Yeah. He could also mm-hmm. have gone to Jimmy's. He could have. Everyone yes. else is at fucking Jimmy's. Like, could have. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're watching but. porn there. But yeah. He can make porn. <laughs> like, why watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of porn, uh, we're heading back to the study lounge. And uh, <laughs> Jimmy pops the porn back on. Spinner isn't interested because he's still grossed out. Uh, by Marco enjoying it. He wants to keep studying. Um, Marco pats him on the knee saying that he's studied hard and he's worked hard enough. He can he can chill out. And we can see Spinner looking at Marco's hand. Um, obviously not super happy about it. Um, he jumps up and goes to get, what else? Fucking spray cheese. <laughs> Great. And mm-hmm. somehow... Clearly has learned his lesson from the stomach distress that he was in earlier. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Somehow he starts choking on said spray cheese. And (laughs) Marco. Cue up the music. Benny Hill. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. Marco jumps up saying that he knows the Heimlich. But Spinner preferring death over being rescued by a gay boy starts running around the living room trying to get away from Marco. They should let him choke. Right? Yep. Yeah. I would have like stood over him and be like, I can save you or you can die. What's it going to be? Um, Spin- you finally know Mark- Spinner would choose death. Yeah. Like, yeah. He <laughs> He's an idiot. Me. He's the dumbest <laughs> man in Toronto. Like, so he just dumb. is. So dumb. But Marco does finally catch up to him and gives him the Heimlich and saves his life. And speaking of unnecessary scenes, they do show us the disgusting globs of food mm-hmm. <laughs> that Marco just lost. It's not an lost. insignificant amount <laughs> that was in his windpipe. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot and it was disgusting. Spinner, like not thankful that he got his life saved. Uh, instead, he gets really grossed out that uh, Marco is touching him. We're back at the rave 
Emma is chatting with Chris about uh, spinning. I couldn't even write. Like I, I'm such a loser, I can't say it. Like she's talking to Chris and says that she heard you might be spinning. And then the DJ, what was yeah. his name? DJ Jacob Sharp. Jacob Sharp is like, "All right, Chris, time to spin." And so yeah. Chris comes up this and is, it, this is accurate slang in my experience. And then Chris, yeah, I just calls couldn't say I you like talk. You talk about spinning. Like, when is this person going to spin? Et cetera, et cetera. I also wanted to mention that the. I'm not sure where this comes in, but it says that featured music in this episode is quote, all rave tracks by Lil Jody C. And I thought when I was reading it, I was just like, Oh, they did like all the tracks at the rave, like the whole, (laughs) the whole rave. It's just all their stuff. But apparently all rave tracks is like a single song. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh By Lil Jody C. So I'm not sure if it's just the same song the whole time that they're at the rave or really what's happening there. But I thought I'd mention it. They got the rights to one song, to one techno song. It's called All Rave Tracks. I don't know. Maybe they got fooled. They're like, hmm, we can sell you all rave tracks. It'll only cost you this much. Oh, that's great. What a great deal. And then they bought it and they're like, ah, it's one song. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a like Columbia, Columbia. What's that? Columbia House. Yeah. Yes. Columbia House. All rave tracks. Yeah. For one cent. Chris has a great, super unique and creative DJ name, too. What is it? Sea Dog. <laughs> oh. Hey. Sea Dog Run. Uh-huh. Funny. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris gets up to spin and he says, like, what's up, you boy? Sea Dog's in the house. <laughs> Something like that. And he calls Emma up to stand with him. And she um, <laughs> exerts her planet white dork energy by stepping on the power bar that apparently um because that entire rig is <laughs> entire, the single power bar yeah. everything gets shut down yeah it was in a radio shack power bar yeah i mean at the, at the warehouse parties that i went to like that would probably be accurate <laughs> like, <laughs> in terms of the rig that the single had, unprotected but... power bar that controls the whole rave <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty right? good yeah it's yeah. got a surge protector. Also, I feel like um, Chris inviting Emma on stage to just stand there while he DJs is like, <laughs> I believe it would be similar to like Arlo, you going and seeing your boyfriend's bands like play. Just like, yep. So now, what? Like, what yeah. is she gonna do? She can't dance. She just got to stand there. Cool. She what yeah. a fun time. Pops around like a white girl. Yeah. I do. I will say that Chris, as he's like bopping out to his own music, like he looks pretty cool. Like I would be impressed. I would be like, yeah. Um, and the actor who plays Chris, he later on, um, his career, uh, he has a like a dance background. He's like a dancer, oh. and I'm like, I see it. Cool. He's like, yeah, he's fucking grooving. Nice. Um, Not yes. like him. Emma Emma isn't grooving. She manages to step on a power bar and shut off the whole sound system. Um, Chris figures it out pretty quickly. And she's embarrassed, apologizing. He says it's okay. And he puts his arm around her. In like, just 
Sorry. He's he's like so he might be a great dancer, but like I find that this guy's kind of like a, a weird actor. Like it doesn't feel natural. Correct. Like he puts his arm around Emma and then like mm-hmm. as I'm sure you're about to say, his girlfriend shows up and gets mad about it. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. If if I saw somebody putting their arm around my significant other the way he was doing it, I would not feel threatened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I can't act at all, but it's like if somebody in acting class said, like, there was a coat rack, and they said, okay, this is your girlfriend. Put your arm around her. And he had the exact same <laughs> expression as he is hu- hugging Emma, like, with the arm off the shoulder. Yes, agreed. Yeah. No It's a little, it's, no it's threat. A little stiff. Yeah. <laughs> a little stiff. 100%. Um, but, yes, his girlfriend, whose name is, like, Melinda or something? Melinda. Melinda. Oh, sorry. Melanda. And you're like, what? Amanda? No. Melanda. (laughs) Melanda. Who's a babe, by the way. She comes up, gives him, like, the death stare. Yeah. And. Very beautiful. Has no other acting credits on her IMDb at all. I have a feeling she might be a model. (laughs) I guess. And yeah. and when this happens, we get again something that we haven't seen a lot before, but are starting to see more. They fade to commercial, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good point. Um, this, uh, can I just say one thing? I think it was. It's just my being raised on '80s TV. Like her name is Melanda, and then they could have slipped it in there where he looks at the he looks at he breaks the fourth wall, uh-huh. looks into the camera, and goes. Melanda, my Lanta, <laughs> like a digestive thing. <laughs> and so I, I apologize for having you say this, but I could not say it because it was on my mind the whole time. <laughs> I knew her name was Melanda. <laughs> Anyways, my Lanta. Good for digestion. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> so. Didn't somebody in the sitcom Full House say, oh, my DJ Lanta? DJ Tanner did. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. There. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I knew that rang a bell. Oh, my Lanta. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> Emma quickly discovers that Chris has a girlfriend, which causes her to flee the scene. She finds Manny saying that they have to leave because Chris has a girlfriend. Because, of course, why would you stay and have fun for yourself? No, no. There's enough Anything. fucking people there. You can't fucking find someone else to flirt yeah, with. Yeah, no, you have to. Yeah. You just have to outright leave the whole party. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> go away immediately. Um, fortunately, Manny uh, is Manny, and instead suggests this is an opportunity for Emma. Uh, we see that uh, Chris and his girlfriend are fighting on stage, so she suggests that Emma can swoop in once the fight is over and give him a shoulder to cry on. Um, a, a shoulder or another body part to cry on. <laughs> oh. Um, and of course, this is exactly what Manny did with Craig a few episodes back. So she's encouraging exactly. Emma to do the same things. Um, at and they first, keep saying Emma, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it takes. Whatever it takes. Let's get Chris Cock. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Before. Get the cock. <laughs> okay before she breaks into song she does call Manny pure or she says Manny's plan is pure evil Um, but then moments later 
she's like, okay, sure, whatever it takes, right? And then they sing, yada, yada, yada. So Emma goes back for round two, and Manny heads out to get some water. And while she's getting water, she runs into none other than Craig. Dun, dun, dun. Looking awkward uh, AF. Yeah. So awkward. Did, also not dressed, change. not dressed for a rave. No. No. No, no. Dressed to, like, stack wood up in the backyard <laughs> or in the shed. Yeah. He's dressed for a bonfire for show. <laughs> yes. Um back to the sleepover. Um everyone's tired, so they all want to start getting ready for bed. Marco goes to brush his teeth, so Spinner gra- grabs Jimmy and begs Jimmy to let him sleep in his room because he cannot sleep on the couch with Marco or in the same room. Um implying that Marco wants a cheap feel from Spinner. Okay, like, here's the here's the solution. Jimmy sleeps in his parents' room. Fucking Marco sleeps in Jimmy's room. And Spinner sleeps on the couch. Problem solved. I just like... Fuck over it. Spinner says, like, if we sleep in the same room, man, either I'm sucking his dick or he's sucking mine. (laughs) Like, I just don't don't know. I don't see any (laughs) possible other outcome. (laughs) Morning comes, there will be no dicks unsucked at this, at this suck joint. You have to help me, Jimmy. There's no way out. <laughs> Whip it out, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> but of course, Jimmy just calls him an idiot and says that he needs to get some sleep. Um, Back to the rave, Emma. Uh, I think Chris brings her over some water. And Emma apologizes for unplugging the sound system and getting him in trouble with his girlfriend. So he suggests that he's always getting in trouble, letting us know that their relationship is not very stable. Yeah, we're going to find out why in like um, one minute, why he's always getting in trouble. Like, (laughs) I love how, like, are we at this moment, are we supposed to feel bad for him because, like, he's a good guy and his girlfriend's shitty to him? And then we're going to see what happens. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're set up to believe, that he's, uh, she's a bitch. Um, so Emma suggests they go somewhere to quiet to talk. They find a quiet room. Um, and he tries to make some small talk about, of course, the fucking environment. So for but the this- record, this is not um, unusual for a warehouse party to have a chill space or several chill spaces, which would be sort of small rooms off to the side that are more quiet. Um, they generally did not have candelabras in them. (laughs) Um, they would Uh have like couches and things where you could just chill out. Um, and they would usually be blacklit, but having candles everywhere would be, I mean, if it's an actual abandoned warehouse, that would be a really bad idea. (laughs) 100%. Um, but yeah, Chris tries to start the conversation out by talking about the environment this new, bold, sexy Emma doesn't want to talk about that. Mm. She wants to talk about him. Let's uh, talk meanwhile, about back- your balls. <laughs> Somewhere Mama Onu was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going extinct. 
Um, back on the dance floor, we see Craig and Manny getting down. Things getting a little steamy. Uh, meanwhile, back in quiet room, Chris has taken the opportunity to explain DJing to Emma. We, we go from like about- M- Manny and Craig dancing and like, let's be honest, like, you know, they're doing a good job of like being sexy. And then we go mm. to this other situation that's like, that that's the juxtaposition. Opposite? Yeah. Like, my God. Like, Emma and Chris yeah. are so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Chris is explaining DJing and then starts to give her some examples of it. Not her collarbone. Yeah, he's like, close your eyes. Then he drums on her with his hands, like, tell me you want to touch her tits without telling me you want to touch her tits. Right? <laughs> like, well, then you have to change the pitch. He'd have to go like, honk, 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 <laughs> Like, it's so fucking weird. Like, what lesson is he trying? Like, it feels like this is a genuine thing that he's feeling. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it with you, dude. Like, and also, again... Two minutes ago, he's like, oh, I'm always getting in trouble. <laughs> Look what you're doing. Like, yeah. Hey, a little stinker. <laughs> yes, very awkward. Weird. Yada, yada, yada. Um, he, yeah, and then he says something about it's like the beat of a heart. Ugh. <laughs> Great. Um, back to Manny and Craig, all horned up. Um, Craig's starting to second guess his decision to go to the rave. He says he should leave. Manny, of course, begs him to stay. Craig says he has a girlfriend. Manny says she can keep a secret. I can keep a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I can keep your dick a secret. (laughs) I'll hide it. I love how Manny goes from like, hey, Craig, I like totally missed you. Oh, my God. To like. I can keep a secret when we fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Craig yeah. is like, this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Craig is like, I'm convinced you what can keep a secret. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're right. Uh, they immediately start making out. Uh, back in the quiet room. Once he's done beatboxing. At least they thing. look like normal people fucking kissing when they fucking kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this next scene, I'm just like, what are uh, you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all very awkward. And they start to lean in to kiss. But then at the last minute, Emma bails, saying that she can't. Yada, yada, yada. She apologizes. She wishes things were different. And she takes off. She doesn't really explain why to Chris, though. She's just like, I can't. It's I mustn't. I can't kiss you. you. It's me. Yeah. I wish yeah. things were different. I wish I was and then she is, And I would be like, what do you like? Are you? Is it because I'm black? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, I'm like, she doesn't say anything yep. about it being because he has a girlfriend, like nothing. Mm-hmm. But oh apparently my God, I didn't even think about it. He that. understands. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I wish things were different. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, I have my friend Michelle and her dad. He's just yes. 
always a problem. We can't make craft dinner, and he just has these opinions. <laughs> Do you own the DVDs to Degrassi? Hi, they're very good. There's this guy. So there's this guy BLT, and he's going out with this girl Michelle. There's a invis- tree of inv- invisibility. It's very hard to explain, but I must go. I shall go. <laughs> He's like, what the shit? Okay. Presumably, we we are left to presume that Chris immediately, through psychic ability, understands it's because he has a girlfriend and Emma is too <laughs> righteous yeah. to be mm-hmm. able to go through with it. Yeah. And like Alan said, this is probably why he's always in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Just a hunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're back at Jimmy's. Marco is sleeping on the couch. Spinner is on the floor. And in Marco's slumber, his arm happens to drop off the couch, hitting Spinner. Uh, of course, which immediately wakes Spinner up, jumps up, saying he knew it. He knew Marco was going to try and touch him. And I, I mean, I know it's like, Spinner, that's a big living room. Like, you chose to sleep right next to the couch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Marco, if he's on the couch, has no choice. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew Marco's- I was going to suck your dick. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not call this? It's happening. It. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> He's like, like, calm the fuck down, will you? But yeah, Marco's super confused. He said it was an accident. Uh, then Spinner. Tries to accuse him of trying to cop a cheap feel, citing the earlier Heimlich maneuver as uh, some sort of move. That was the rusty of- trombone. Just admit it. <laughs> yeah. That was two dogs in a bathtub. <laughs> Don't deny it. Um, Marco tries to remind him he was trying to save his life. Um, but Spinner accuses him of having a man crush. And what might be my favorite part of this episode, Marco then lists all the reasons why he is definitely not attracted to Spinner, including his haircut being so last year. It's also, shoot- I mean, it's not last year. It's this year because everyone has the same haircut this year. But Spinner's hair is bad this year. It's yeah. bad. It's bad. like gross. And gr- like, I know it's supposed to like define his curls or something, but it's gre- like, it looks greasy. Like this was not a good look for Spinner. And Marco knew it. He also referenced his shoes not matching anything. And then he uh, he ends it with, he's not, you're not even that cute. Um, and then Marco chooses to sleep in the bathtub instead and goes. Spinner <laughs> follows him. He's like, did he say dog in the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one of those, please. Uh-huh. Marco's like, relax, dude, relax. <laughs> Okay, back at the rave, we see Emma searching through the crowds for Manny, but Kel Surprise, she cannot find her. So she takes a cab home alone. Child just has cab money. It's fucking what? Yeah, Yeah. apparently. Apparently, just call a cab at 15 or whatever she is. I mean, we used to do that. Okay. I never did, but I lived in a town with no caps, so experience isn't valid. <laughs> no, never. Um, she gets home, 
gets into her room, and who does she find? Manny and Craig making out on her bed. Uh, they're obviously both startled when she comes in. Craig has- hastily gets up to leave, and Manny tries to apologize to Emma, saying that she didn't think she'd be back until late, presuming that Emma was going to be slutty like Manny and make out with Chris, despite knowing she he had a girlfriend. You'd I- think that like they would go back to the garage instead of to Emma's bed. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, her parents are there. Yeah. That's a big, that's risky. Risky biz. I, I, I like how also <laughs> Emma tells Craig to leave and he just leaves. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Skull grab off yeah. camera yeah. and just climbs out the window. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, Manny tries to apologize again, saying, I didn't think you'd be home this early. Um, and Emma doesn't give a shit. She tears into Manny, accusing her of abandoning her at the rave. I mean, that's a dick, that's a dick move. That yeah. is a whole, that's a, just a, you don't do that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a dick move. At least, that's like, cool. say bye or something if you have to, mm-hmm. but, like, no. That's such a shitty, shitty, shitty move. Especially at that age. Also, they could have made out at the rave. They were making yeah, out at the, the rave. Yeah, around. Well, I like. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming. Like, they wanted to go somewhere where they could actually like have sex. But like, there's like find a chill space and like just fucking make out. Like your kids, just I, enjoy the make out part. Yeah. Also, unless like Emma got like it took time, right? She was gone. Emma had to get home. She gets there. They're both on the bed. Like in terms still of making full, out, still yeah, fully, fully, clothed, fully clothed. Like nothing. Yeah. Like come on, you're walking into you insertion. Like it's. You could have done that at the. <laughs> <laughs> so you know just saying so is she is she more pissed off that she was left at the rave which i totally understand but she seems to be equally pissed off that craig are, and manny are hooking up but like emma is arbitrarily putting the bar wherever the fuck she wants because she made out with a dude who ha- she knew had a girlfriend and just because she couldn't go through it which i guess it was just more making out then she's holier than thou like i just don't get it i don't understand well, Why it's Emma, right? Yeah. Like, she yeah, holds well. <laughs> everyone to the go. same moral standard that she mm-hmm. has, yes. right? And I think that's why, I mean, I think she's mad that she got abandoned. But I think she, at the rave, like, I would be pissed about that, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that there's also, like, what we're seeing here is, like, this ugh, self-righteous morality thing that Emma has. Yes. Where you or have ev- to have the same yeah. morals that she does. Obviously, Manny doesn't or ever-moving moral gauge, yeah. even in the same episode. It's like, well, now it's here, and it's it hasn't been here forever, but that's fine. Now, you have to follow it, too, Manny. My mother does pay you. <laughs> Not that I know that. <laughs> I mean, oh, shit. Yeah. It's true, though. I mean, like, as we'll see later, you know, she's very concerned about how Manny's making Ashley feel. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, like, Manny's your best friend. Not saying what she did was right. Yeah, why does she give a shit? Fucking but, dump on Craig. Don't dump on Manny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, dirty dog. Exactly. He's the one that's cheating on his girlfriend. Most mm. of the blame lays with him. Uh, but as usual, the blame shifts <laughs> to the woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's tearing into Manny about abandoning her. Manny said she was sorry. What else can she do? Uh, so instead... <laughs> Emma grabs one single blanket and lays it on the floor and sleeps fully clothed 
on her bedroom floor. What a dumbass. I'd be like, bitch, get out of my bed. Right? <laughs> like, go home. You made me take a cab. You take a cab. Get the fuck out of here. Not like, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to let you sleep in my bed while I sleep on the floor in my clothes. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> so stupid. Um, so we're back at school. Uh, Spinner and Marco. Also, are they having... both slept with their makeup on. And I just want to say, don't do that. It's really bad for oh. your skin. Yeah, I don't know much so about bad. that, but I noticed that too. I was like, "So there's going to be an imprint of Emma's face, like yeah, in the pillow no, sleep, when she gets sleeping in your makeup day. is a big no-no, especially mm. mascara because it gets into your eyes." And then I'm not going to say that I've never done it. I've done it many, many times when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I have to worry about wrinkles and things. <laughs> don't ever do it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> How much um, makeup you ingest in the middle of the night? <laughs> it runs in your mouth. You're like, oh. <laughs> eating a pound of <laughs> makeup last night <laughs> feeling shit I just assume that's a, yeah that's how it goes that's what happens. Mm-hmm. All, drips in, all drips into your mouth um, so back at school on Monday I suppose um, we see Spinner and Marco having an awkward exchange uh, they've clearly had the test Spinner thinks he did well so he thanks Marco for his help um, Marco then kind of breaks the ice by trying to explain to Spinner that just because he's gay doesn't mean he wants to bang every male he sees. Gays, gay men are not attracted to all men. And then Marco tells Spinner that he's not hot at all. Spinner obviously takes offense saying that Marco's off base with that because he is obviously hot and they need to agree to disagree. Yeah, so now we've made and, a truce, right? Like, now it's funny. It's yeah. like, oh, you, you you, really do want me, though, because I am hot. You just have bad taste. And now I guess this is where us as an audience are supposed to assume that now Spinner is comfortable <clears throat> with this whole thing. And again, let's forget about all the shit that he did before. It's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, the responsibility falls on Marco to make Spinner comfortable. Right, like it fall. It's his, you know, it's his responsibility to explain to that idiot that you know this situation. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's too cute like, an ending, right? Like, and it's this is the B plot, right? So they they I put mean, this in. They like the B plots sometimes, and in this case, it's supposed to be like kind of humorous and cute, and it's like this isn't funny, like. I kind of like. I, I just. I guess I kind of get it though. Like this is not an unusual attitude that you hear out of the mouths of young men, which is like, well, I don't care what they do. I just don't want them coming onto me. And it's like, oh yeah, for sure. Well, what the fuck makes you think that mm. they would ever fucking come onto you in the first place? What makes you think that you have anything that they would be interested in? And I think that that's not an unusual attitude that we still hear today. So, I mean, I guess in a clunky way, Degrassi is kind of trying to explain that no, to I, people that might have that attitude. Do you know what I mean? Like explain yeah. it in a, ra- in a rational way to people. I'm not sure. No, I it, is, it, I... it is a little clunky though at the end. It's just like, oh, wah, wah. Oh, spinner. Yeah. Like after all that homophobia, like I expected them, and they got along at the end. I expected them to go, tomato, tomato, let's call the whole thing off. And he was like, okay, all right, settle down, guys. 
all this I homophobia mean, the whole time. And it's like, yeah, let's just call it off. It's, it's cool. Fine. It's cute. Yeah, they do a good job. And I did uh, uh, that that attitude and that behavior is is relatable. Like I've heard that attitude before, but they could have had at least an apology scene or, yes, or I would definitely at least like, that. Hey, sorry, I'm a homophobe. Sorry. I was an asshole, but that never happened. It kind of just ended where oh, you're, Marco, you're right. I never thought about it that way or yeah, you know, like, I'm not yeah. sorry though. In any case, I think if this happened, like if this scene was filmed now, it would not go the same way as it did back then. So Manny spots Emma down the hall and calls out to her. Because uh, they haven't spoken since Friday night. I guess not. Mm-hmm. In the morning, they just... Yeah, awkward mm. morning, right? Yep. Walk of shame. I guess Manny just climbed out the window. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, it's the, same with, um, it's the same with Marco and Spinner. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. So Manny follows Emma because Emma's trying to walk away from her. Um, Manny wants to know if she's going to talk. Um, again, reminds her she's already said sorry. What's the problem? And then Emma confronts her, asking her if she even feels bad for what she's done. Like, do you think? Do you even think about Ashley? And then Manny so still... So she is talking about Ashley. She's not like, do you even feel bad for leaving me alone at the rave? So we know that it's like self-righteous bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then Manny lets it spill that, you know, if Craig loved Ashley, he wouldn't keep coming back to her. And I take it from that, meaning like Emma is just now aware that this isn't the first time it's happened. I thought they talked about it after the last time. Like, she was just like, oh, it's the greatest night of my life. Yeah, but she never gave any details. She just said it was so great. Yeah, I guess so. I, I thought she I thought she mentioned that she was, like, with Craig, but not that they had had sex. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it just appeared like Emma had never heard that they had hooked up previously. Um, in any case, Manny tries to defend herself by saying that uh, Chris had a girlfriend, and then Emma shuts it down, saying, "Yeah, that's why I didn't kiss him. I made I'm a, a better right, person than you. I yeah, made the right feels, decision. She does not feel bad at all. Like again, the bar she arbitrarily bumps up that there's no nothing to apologize for making out with this guy's um, girlfriend, the guy like the boyfriend with, and yeah. knowing that the girlfriend is there, annoying." But yeah, she says that's why she made the decision not to go any further with it. And then Manny should, something that Manny should try doing, making the right decision. So then Manny takes it to the next level, saying she is making a decision, and that is not to hang out with Emma anymore. Giving up that money, the Spike money. Yep. She's taken out the check, like, from Spike and just ripped it up in front of Emma's face. (laughs) I don't need this. (laughs) The only reason I was friends with you anyways. Uh, yeah, so Manny says she doesn't want to hang out with her anymore because she's a stuck-up prude princess. I mean, let's be fair. Emma is a stuck-up prude. She is, yeah. Pretty much. Um, after Emma recovers from that massive insult, she says that she's glad they're not going to be friends anymore because she doesn't want to be friends with the school slut. Boom. Ooh. Bam. This is, this is the second time that she has called Manny the school slut, I believe. Oh, is and it? And last time they magically just got over it eventually. 
after mm-hmm. Snake had cancer, I guess. But this is now the second time. And they, they, the episode ends with them staring each other down. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's the episode. What are we thinking? I liked it. Yeah, that was good. I thought good. it had a Great. lot of meat. I liked it, too. I mean, again, this uh, this season is just... It's been great this season so far. I feel like maybe next episode we take a little bit of a step back, but that's okay. There's still a lot of really great meaty stuff in it, too. But, yeah, like I, this actually bringing me back to my raver days. The uh, Degrassi Pedia has some good comments. My favorite of which is this one. <clears throat> Quote, Good, because I don't want to be friends with a school slut. LMAO, she gets gonorrhea next year. <laughs> oh, no. Spoiler alert. Look yeah. out, Manny. Yeah. Um, other comments. Uh, it's the fact that Emma really grabbed a blanket to sleep on the floor as if it wasn't her room, LMAO. <laughs> uh, yeah, so lots of people talking about uh, Spinner. This is a great term. OMFG, Manny is a harlot. Oh. <laughs> Somebody taught Nan how to use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone screenshotted um, Craig and Manny making out at the rave. Uh, and they wrote, this was, this was hot NG. I don't know what that is. Um, or maybe it's NGL. Anyways, I don't know what that term no. means. No Not going to lie. Oh, not going to lie. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Another person said, Marco does have bad taste. Um, Actually, a few people said that he has bad taste. So there you go. Not this season he doesn't. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Need a haircut, (laughs) And and another one. I just wanted to say, Chris's voice scares me. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Yeah. Yeah. One more person said Marco's bod is so hot. So there you go. Yeah. Can I, I like, I just, I hate, I'm really against slut shaming and I really hate Emma for it right now Mm. and her self righteousness about it and in like the self righteousness in terms of the decisions that she's making versus someone else's free will to make different decisions and like manny is 14 years old obviously she's making probably not the best decisions in terms of like her self-respect and that kind of stuff but like she doesn't owe an explanation to anybody if she wants to make out with somebody or have sex with somebody she just has to want to and be able to can like can make an educate educated consent she like i don't know because she's so young that her consent is that educated right now but like generally speaking for young women like i really hate the slut shaming aspect of this she made two she did two things in this episode that emma could have been mad at right she left her she ditched her from the rave and then she broke and entered into emma's place and started like making out on the bed and probably going to leave some stains. And yeah. <laughs> Emma chose not to be Uh-oh. mad about either of those things. Instead, her focus is, again, what about Ashley? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, Manny's yeah. like, not my fucking responsibility. Not my chair, not my problem, man. Like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I agree with that. And I'm 100% down with that, too, this slut-shaming thing. The only caveat is that Manny insulted her first. Yes, she did. And I think it was a retaliatory... It wasn't right, but it also wasn't right. Like, Manny's shaming her for being a prude, and so she's shaming her back for being a slut. Yes, that's true. Um, so neither Manny's one is right. Prude, so she's not wrong. <laughs> well, Manny's a slut, so she's not wrong. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Go on. Slut. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's like in high school, being called a slut was like the worst thing that you could be called, right? Like it hit the hardest, I think. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a weaponized word that people use because they want to feel better than you. Like Emma is doing to Manny. <laughs> yeah, she's a prude. But yeah, that's it. That's the episode. Yeah, so this episode and, uh, again was dedicated to Barry. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Now a long treat. Tough go. Send <laughs> your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Narbos and broomheads at gmail.com if you'd like to yeah. tell us your best Barry moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Break out a long Please. treat and uh, enjoy it on his behalf, but <laughs> check the label watch first out. as to yeah, where it was produced. Yeah, watch out for the, the red swirls. Yeah, so. yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tim, if you're out there, uh, you can do a uh, I'll be missing you. Um, oh, yes. The police slash Puff Daddy. You can do yes. a third yeah. one. Uh, what was the original police version? Oh, uh, every breath you take. Every breath you take. Yeah. You can uh, put words to it in honor of our uh, lost, uh, lost podcast host, Barry. So yeah. if you feel free, uh, yeah. you yeah. can do the whole song. And the suck suck on a fake tit or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> I dumped it. I dumped it. Yeah. Not a fake mm-hmm. tit. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what better term to sign off on than that? Yeah. Right. So thanks for tuning in. Send us your thoughts, comments. Anybody heard dumb tit before tonight? Let us know. <laughs> and we will check you all out next week. Sounds good. Peace. Bye. Bye. See you next well, time. I just said I don't get my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Kylan. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around and get makeup. Just to get the car my dreams. They want to make some sort of a red place in hell